0: I'd give you a snack, but my boyfriend's always like, can you stop chewing on the fucking podcast? Because me and my dad the whole time were just like, (laughs) yeah, I was sick. I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad has just recently come back into my life. So now I have to try and teach him how to be a father because he has no clue. Hello, welcome back to woe dad with no dad. Yep, that's right. We're still not talking. (laughs) Listen, though, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, please stop and go back to episode one because this is not how it normally goes. Normally my dad is here, but we have gotten in a fight and we haven't spoken in about a month and a half now. (laughs) But the show must go on with other people that have daddy issues. So please stop, go back to the beginning learn about us, watch the journey to what led us to where we are at this current day. But I will say, it's been kind of a blessing because since me and my dad haven't been speaking, I've had a lot more people come forward about their daddy issues or their parental issues and wanted to come on the podcast. And today's guest, her story is the most unique father-daughter story I've ever heard. Like, honestly this is like well you know what i'll stop talking and you can just listen to it because uh, my good pal hilarious comedian emily browning has been through it
1: Welcome, Emily. Oh, hi. <laughs> I love that we're like turned out on your couch like there's an audience. <laughs> but there's, no <laughs> there's
0: no one here. There's no one here. Um, there's, a pla- there's a couple plants. I
1: guess I can stare into your iPhone. You
0: can. Yeah. I know it's true because then it, you feel more like you're talking to someone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because God forbid I look at you yeah, in the eye. Yeah, it can get too connect. intimate. To these beautiful almond crisp
0: uh, apples. Yeah, but in then front I have me. your and then I have your hazel <laughs> gemstones. I want to wear on my fingers.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna wear your eyeballs <laughs> on my fingers.
0: Uh, could I get my engagement ring to be the color of <laughs> Emily's eyes, please? <laughs> Sometimes I wish I was better at editing these clips because then like you could really play to the camera, but I'm like, well, there's, we'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there. But also the turning in, I feel like then you, you got our profile and I, I don't like my profile, so.
1: Oh, you have a great profile.
0: You would say, you would (laughs) say that. (laughs) I feel like I'm like, Emily is like the most complimentary, authentic nice person and I'm like oh my god you're just so like where have you been
1: it's (laughs) weird that we are new friends I think that is weird um because for so long you were like this anomaly this uh this being that existed in my world but not a part of my world and uh you were just something to see kind (laughs) of (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) wait wait what what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> an anomaly and something to see like, like on time, instagram
1: no no like in life like i the first time i really hung out with you was at matt lockwood's party right and you were dancing and you were like convulsing Oh, it was like if elaine from seinfeld could actually have rhythm and you you were just like convulsing and 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 like just electric and like you know what i'm saying but yeah. you weren't my friend no. so i wasn't allowed to like I I didn't get to... I didn't have permission yet to fully engage with your energy yet. Oh, my God. So, But I got to enjoy your energy. You could have engaged. Well, we did by the end of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Because I felt like when I... I felt like I knew you. Maybe it's because I heard so much about you and people would be like, oh, you'd really like Emily. You'd really like Emily. So then when you got there, I just felt like I knew you. Like, I was like, oh, hi. Yeah. But I was in a zone. But then we realized... So, guys, then we realized... That we are more similar, and I would say, like out of our group of friends, I think it would be you and me. We were just talking about this up till 4 a.m. Yeah, we'd be like, yeah, and dance. Like we're both like our energy.
1: We get we feed the energy, the music, the the laughing, the people, the the boys, the the boys. Just innocent fun.
0: I like, yeah, the boys are, I like to live vicariously through the other people. If there's like a hot young boy, you know how I feel about young boys. I think they're very
1: hot. Nikki loves the young boys. I love (laughs) young boys. Take this sound clip, save it for a rainy day. (laughs) Sell it to the New York Times in six years.
0: (laughs) 21 plus. I'm not, you know. Then I like to be like, oh, that guy's hot. Go get it. Yeah. Like I can still like. I love my friends that
1: are in relationships. And when they tell me to go get it, I just roll my (laughs) eyes and I'm like, go
0: fuck yourself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. (laughs) I'm
1: like, you're asking so much of me. Like, I don't want to entertain you. I know I'm not going to go get that. (laughs) Like, I don't feel like it. I'd rather hang out with you or like, you know.
0: Well, I'm like, go live it up. Like, go give it a shot
1: yeah well you get to go home early to like your loving relationship or-
0: yeah well you get to go see some guy you're attracted to and then he flirts back and then you feel validated and there's like this weird fiery tension and then you're like oh my god what's gonna happen
1: is something gonna happen i don't know and then you kiss for the first time that
0: happens so you're like oh my god that was so magical and electric
1: Yeah. And then like best case scenario, you end up in his bed. He falls asleep. You're staring at his ceiling. You're (laughs) counting cottage cheese on the walls. And you're just thinking about like, when's he going to wake up? And then you're thinking maybe he's not even asleep. And we're both awake staring at the ceiling, (laughs) not talking. What is happening? Should I say something? Should I say you awake? And so you do say you awake and then he doesn't say anything. And you go, is he pretending to not (laughs) be awake? (sighs) Okay. So I guess we should start a podcast that's just
0: single and hating it and in a relationship and hating it. Oh, that's kind of hilarious. Yeah.
1: That's a, cause at first you said single and hating it. I was like that. There's so many podcasts. Right. Doing but that. I guess, yeah, it's the,
0: the single and loving it, but I, yeah, but the two's perspective. Yeah, it's people
1: do, like, people in relationships, they envy my dating life. They think it's really exciting. And then I really envy people who can just, like, sit on the couch and do nothing and, like, right. be chubby with their partner and watch TV.
0: Okay, but I'll tell you the flip side of doing that with your partner is, like, because you like
1: going out and partying. Yeah. And
0: not, like, like yeah, like me, like, I like going out dancing, yeah. feeding off people's energy. When your partner doesn't do that, mm. then you, I mean, I do it with my friends. I don't need it for my partner, but then sitting on the couch being chubby, you're like, can I just get out there? Can we just hit the town? <laughs> Did you watch Sex in the City?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: You know the episode where Carrie, all the guys are going to stop listening now. All the episode, not that I have all, actually, I do have a lot of men that listen. Okay, um... Okay, not a lot. I have some. I don't know, guys. I don't know the numbers. I'll keep talking. I just got really uncomfortable. Um, but you know the episode where she's dating Aiden and Aiden is the good guy. Yeah. I know. We all love Aiden. We love Aiden. Carrie's such a bitch. She's like, such a bitch. I'm yeah. re-watching him on that season oh, right now. My God. And she will. just cheated on Big. It's so I mean on Aiden. Yeah, she's but terrible. there's that episode where she's like, I'm going to go to on a boat. And Aiden's like, I don't really want to go on the boat. He doesn't go. And then she goes and I'm like, that's how it is. You know, you're like, well, now she can't go party on the boat. And then she did. And then she saw big, but, but it's just, uh, it's good when the helicopters come over for recording. It's like really solid. You want
1: everyone to feel like they're in West Hollywood (laughs) with you. Yeah.
0: So I think that when you say sitting on the couch, getting chubby, that's great. But then you also need the other side fed. And then you're like, well, now I've just been sitting on the couch.
1: Yeah, and I don't really know how to sit on the couch, so it's like... You're doing a good job now. Is this with the pillow over my lap for protection? Yeah. I a have a lot of experience in therapy sitting like this, so... Oh. This is my stance with the pillow.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I like that. Over my lap. Yeah, with yeah. the microphone. With the mic. My therapist <laughs> like, it's a little much, don't you think? <laughs> You're like, I only feel comfortable...
1: When I'm performing. So I have to have a microphone. Yeah. It's not even plugged into anything. They, (laughs) but it's just for me to hold and uh, ask him how y'all doing tonight. (laughs) And he's just so over it. You're like, are you ready for the next problem (laughs) (laughs) coming to the stage? Yeah. I host a whole show of my personalities. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for sad Emily. (laughs) Oh my God. Speaking of sad Emily, that's where we get into the parents.
0: (laughs) Do you have a good relationship with your mom?
1: I love my mom. Yeah, she came to the moon and back. She, yeah, she came to this comedy show you performed on. Yeah, and that was was she there with your stepdad? Yes, my stepdad is literally the best thing to happen to my family. I would say
0: that about my stepdad too. Would you say that? Yeah. Oh my god!
1: Why is he the best thing? He has so much ambition and drive, and really cleaned up that house. Let me tell you. Really? Yeah, he like fixes everything. When my dad. Moved out of the house originally. My dad's a woodworker. It was really sad. He left a lot of woodworking unfinished. So there was oh. like baseboards and nails and uh, this like, it was almost like someone, an artist like painted half of a portrait and then left it there for wow. seven years. And then another man came in and was like, oh, should we finish this project?
0: Wow. Yeah. So it's kind of
1: like interesting to like have half finished things around the house that he was building.
0: I'm just I need to shut the windows because
1: yeah.
0: uh there's a criminal on the loose. Yeah, so yeah. hold that <laughs> so thought. So back to the woodworking. So how old w- was your dad when he So I don't know guys, just for the record, I don't really know Emily's dad's story, but I th- have glimpses of it. Yeah. Um
1: so how old was he?
0: He wasn't around is the first question. No, he was around. He was around. Yeah, my
1: dad was around um I think for the first uh, 13 years of my life, I would have said that my dad was the good parent. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, but my family had a secret. Oh. So, and only my mom knew. And so, my whole life, my mom was very angry. She had huge anger issues when I was a child. And I w- we always thought, why is mom so mad at dad all the time? Wow. For no reason. And she was just... Like, and she, she's amazing. My mom's amazing. The reason why I love my mom so much is because I've watched her grow. Like she, the same way we grow, like when you change from high school to college, well, if you go to college and then you grow, you know, like throughout your twenties and thirties, become different people every like year and a half. Right. I feel like my mom has continued to do that. So everything I will say about my mother She has evolved so much into an incredible person, but she did have huge anger issues when I was a child that she eventually sorted out on her own.
0: Good for her because I
1: will say, is your mom in her 60s or 50s? 60s.
0: Baby boomers are not the best at growing and learning and changing. No. It's like, I'd say maybe she's the 10%.
1: I mean, any, I don't, I think it's just any growing people in general. I think humans don't like cha- change. Yeah. I think our generation is more discovering like, oh, work on yourself. Well oh, They
0: see it. I mean, I have a whole theory, but I think baby boomers think if they have to work on themselves, then they feel shame and they feel like they're not good enough and, mm-hmm. or that they did a bad job and all this kind of, and they don't yeah. want to admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, and but and i think that that comes from their parents were the ones who went through like The depression or the war and stuff like that. Yeah. War. War. They went through fucking war and then they're coming down on their kids. I've talked to like other people about this and it seems to me that like then they come down on their kids. Like, well, you. My grandma would always say to my mom, you know, you should be grateful. There's food on the table. You should. So then I felt like their feelings were never validated and they just had to be, oh, okay, because they didn't have it as bad. But then them as parents, when you're like, hey, mom, dad, you fucked up and you did this. They're like, oh, well, I'm such a bad person. You're like, no. I'm just trying to say like work on that. Yeah. So that's great that your mom did. Yeah. She's incredible. And can you tell us the family secret?
1: Uh, well like the family secret basically. So my dad was a pastor, right? And my mom and him met, he was a singles pastor, My mom had just gotten out of her first marriage and had like a two-year-old and she walked in and saw my dad on stage, you know, checking out the wedding ring and he noticed her legs. Really cute, sexy story of two people meeting at church. Okay. But anyway, (laughs) so my mom and him only dated for like six months and um, she had glimpses, hints that there might be something, but anyway, a year into... After they had their first child together, my, my dad called my mom and said, you need to pick me up. And she said, from where? And he's like, I got arrested. And he goes, I'll, ex- I'll explain everything when you get here. And that essentially started a 20-year journey of my father's terrible sex addiction oh, um, wow. that would lead to arrests, him getting fired, not being able to be a pastor anymore, changing oh. churches maybe twice, um, uprooting my mom's like community, being shamed and shunned from certain religious circles and my mom carrying my father's secret with her in order to avoid being shamed by future Christian circles. And obviously keeping a secret from her kids because in the hopes that her husband would get better.
0: Whoa. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And also wow like how did she even keep that
1: secret and just to protect protect her kids I talked to my mom a lot because one time it got really bad so every like couple years my mom would catch my dad in something else as if you're familiar with addicts they'll do a lot of like sobering up and a lot of binging and so and um my dad's a very charming person very uh like if you met my dad you'd be like oh what a great guy like sweet kind funny dad jokes galore you know and like and honestly, I, I really do love him. Uh, I, love a lo- I love a lot of parts of him, but also there's a lot of him I don't know because the darkness and shame runs so deep with his addiction that I don't even know who he is sometimes because I don't know what's real or not. Well, like with what he's saying to you or with what, like,
0: yeah, like when you say what what, what is real, what do you mean? Like his stories or? Just I, I mean, I'm not
1: talking, just talking about the weather you Ever talk about the oh. weather with somebody and you're like, Yeah, who are you? Wow, I don't know, it's like eerie. that's a mind trip, yeah, for yeah. sure. Because yeah. you thought up until you were 13. Oh, I, I had to when I found out, uh, cops came to the door when I was like yeah. 13 or something, okay. And um, uh, I answered the door with my brother on my shoulders, and uh, there's two officers oh my God. At, at the door, and they asked, You know, is your father home? And, uh, I remember the night viscerally, there's no need to go into super detail. I mean, I remember the sounds the dog was making and my parents running around playing with like ice cubes or putting ice cubes down each other's back, like super playful. Like it's a really sweet memory actually. Like this like last moment of me seeing my parents, uh, yeah, kind of like laughing, giggling on the couch together. I don't have a lot of memories of my parents having these like sweet moments. Um, uh, anyway, I just went in and I said, dad, there's like cops at the door, you know, and uh, he's wearing this like turquoise tank top at the time. I remember the shirt. Anyway, he goes outside in our uh, in the middle of like Orange County in this like super suburban neighborhood, and and the uh, he talked. You know when uh, when a white white man gets interviewed by cops, uh, it's a uh, they don't get arrested at the end. It's a lot of privilege going yeah. on. Like my dad should have been like arrested, arrested for fucking sure. Um, but he. Uh, I'll just never forget the look on my mom's face when she we were all I have five siblings and wow. we're all chilling in the chilling in the front of the house, kind of waiting for the cops to leave or what they were talking about. And I just remember my mom mom's face and she was like, oh, it's this. And she just got up and started doing laundry, folding no. clothes. Yeah, she made up her mind right then and there. My dad came inside. Cops left. My mom and dad went on a walk. They came back. They separated us guys and girls and they told us they're getting divorced what my dad moved out the next day no yeah just like that i had no idea why what there was there was no i had no idea holy shit yeah and you're 13 yeah and like 13's already like
0: a really hard year
1: yeah the 12 13 it's is pretty like bad i was going into high school at the time yeah and,
0: um and did people know, like the kids at school? That was always
1: my mom. No one, people didn't find out. So my mom was so secretive. Her biggest fear in life was that the communities would find out and then they would, and then kids would make fun of us at school and, or it'd be in the paper or something. So my mom was just absolutely, she didn't even tell her mother. My, my wow. grandmother would be like, Annette, tell me. Like, what's, what, what was it? And my mom would just never. She never said why you noticed grandm- No. Wow. So um but I I found out when I was like 15 uh, after a while like so so then my dad had to go to nighttime jail <laughs> Which is a thing, okay? And, and checking at night, and
0: during that like night
1: school, <laughs> you're like,
0: they're like, you know, when people have sex the most, nighttime. So <laughs> if you could call it a nighttime jail,
1: <laughs> yeah, the perpetrators uh, are never out during the day. Yeah, No, nah, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. sleeping. Yeah, they're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
1: nighttime. Maybe maybe we should start at four. Yeah, I don't know, like daylight savings time. Put it forward or backwards, but that's really funny. Um,
0: and and so, so at this time when you're about to tell this story. You They divorced. You lived with your mom. Did you ever go and visit? Like, were you seeing your dad at this time when you were 15? Yeah. Or right before yeah. you tell the story? So, so I know the layout.
1: Yeah. Um, I, d- my dad suddenly became like um, a man that I got coffee with. Like, I never slept. To this day, I think I've slept at his house once or twice. And it was because we had a camping trip the next day. I have literally, it, since I was 14 years old, I have not spent the night at my dad's house more than two times. I, I never spent the night of yeah. my dad's oh, really? house. Yeah. 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 So Absolutely. Yeah. My dad still invites me to do this such. Um, I, I, I It pains me. Really? That he thinks that now I would. Like, yeah. it just like the, the hope that I would. Is so bizarre in my yeah. in my head. Was that? Well, was
0: it your choice not to stay over, or he never invited you? Absolutely, my choice. Yeah, I was absolutely invited. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. So you were. Yeah. S- you only would go for coffee. Okay. Now go. Coffee, Sorry. Coffee, dinners, Indian, sushi. Okay. My dad became. It's a. It's actually a problem because. It's actually how I feel men should treat me when they date me. Like, they just, like, take me to meals and we don't talk about anything and I'm always uncomfortable and we do things I don't want to do, but I'll just be nice and pleasant and take oh it. Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: I understand. Do you? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because, like, I mean, we're going to date what we're used to. Yeah. And, and I guess for you that you're like, okay, this is how it is. I used to date, like, very aloof guys that, mm. like would I was like do they like me do they not oh they like me today oh now we're now we're hooking up. okay now we're not okay yeah. now we're like yeah you just behave the way okay yeah. the way you think do you still date guys like that
1: I, it's, I'm in a new progression because this is what drew me to what you said about your podcast. Is I'm for the first time in my life deciding to not talk to my dad, and it's been like, oh. uh, uh, I think two months now, a month and a oh. half or something. Oh first time since I was 14. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. let's get to the. I don't. Yeah. Wanna, we're
0: not skipping over yeah. all the other <laughs> shit. I am like, I'm like, you know, this whole not talking to my dad is a blessing because these stories are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
1: happy that your pain is really like good for the viewers. I think so. Listeners.
0: You know, I just really, and yours too. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Okay. So you were, so the story you are about to tell was when you were 15 and you found out the yeah. truth.
1: Yeah. And so we had a, my dad had to go to court. He had a really great lawyer. Um, He was working to get off of any lists Right? Okay. Any, like, sex vendor lists. Okay. And stuff. Because um, once your name's on those lists, it's hard to get it off. And But they were. I think his, li- his I think his name just came off, like, a couple years ago or something. He was really excited about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish the listeners could <laughs> see my face. Um, they will
0: I, will. I will post that. Yeah. You're like,
1: he's really it's <laughs> excited about it. Yeah. It's really. It's. <laughs> <laughs> You're like. I remember like, when he told me. I was like, that's great, Dad. I, yeah. <laughs> why why did we ever get on the list in the first <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah
1: yeah it's a really weird thing to tell Celebrate. your dad that yeah. you're proud of him for yeah um, <laughs> so not
0: and this is why we're comedians <laughs> yeah this is why i can only have comedians on the show because <laughs> you can make fun of it and laugh yeah. at the fucking horrifying situation
1: yeah, my dad was um 10 years sober in his SLU sex and addict anonymous meeting he almost she, she
0: air quoted that yeah, by he, the way he
1: almost gave me his uh token no and i was like oh no dad you've already given me so much you don't <laughs> need to give me
0: anything. Else. your sex addict token yeah
1: yeah it's just oh my god God, this is so. Co- Do you go to therapy? I, have ever so when I was fourteen, the court mandated it. The for good for my, the fucking court. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But here's the thing: we all shared therapists. So my parents had a couples therapist, a, 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 a woman and a man that were married, and then my mom, my sister, and I all went to her, and then all my brothers went to the husband. And like, just families should not share therapists. Yeah, like, it's very bizarre. Um, but. And, uh, so I I started therapy pretty young and then I've been doing it off and on depending on my finances. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, at least
0: you had it when you were young. Yeah. And
1: I've gone, yeah, like definitely like. All through high school, college, off and on, and then like adult life. Like, I've had like, I'm not kidding, like eight or nine therapists. therapists. Wow. Which is exhausting yeah. because a lot of it's pointless. I'm like, I don't want to tell this story again. I'm yeah. just so, I have so many new nuances to talk about. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, hard yeah. to get through it all every time. For sure. And then I'm
0: like, so come out on to my podcast and <laughs> let's do it. You're like, I've done this. <laughs> So many times. It's
1: fun, though. I try to, like, make it... I try to approach it each time not like a script or like our jokes, you know, where everything's pre-planned. And actually review the story from an honest new memory. Uh, So that is interesting. So I'm doing that now by not, like, telling you the, like, the story. Yeah, I'm trying to find the new stuff in it that I emotionally connect to now
0: cool. well I was gonna say already when you were telling the story you're a very good storyteller and I was like picturing you were like my brother on my shoulders and this was I'm
1: like oh this is I was like seeing it so yeah. keep going don't oh, let wow. me thank you interrupt yeah. this. I mean I am a screenwriter so you know you hopefully go. thank god and guys, this is her idea. She's copyrighted. Well, yeah, it's her it's life. Yeah, this it's is uh, with idea. the guild. This is all yeah.
0: submitted with the guild. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were 15. Yeah. And you were saying about how you found out what happened yeah. then. So w- what was that?
1: My mom and I, um, when I was 14, I got in trouble at school. I, you know, inhaled some dust off in the girl's bathroom. I don't know. But so what anyway? What's with dust off? Oh my god! So I guess my friend watched this movie called Thirteen, and these yeah. two girls like inhale um, dust off cleaner from the computer. Oh, you shouldn't do it. Yeah, it cuts yeah, off yeah, oxygen yeah. in your brain, and you get high, like a whippet. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I never. I was such like a virgin-y good girl. Yeah. Anyway, I got in trouble and. I got removed from all the honors classes in high school and was forced to start high school all online and oh the school God. and my parents made sure I was grounded. So for just taking a hit. Dude, don't even get me started. It, oh it's such God. a, it's such a strange time in my life. Like, so I was there for like, I couldn't go, to, I couldn't graduate with everybody. I was like grounded all summer. And then, and then my, this whole th- shit goes down with my dad. So now I'm, While everyone else is going out and having their high school musical, like high school career, (laughs) I am grounded, stuck at home with my newly divorced mom. And so we had a lot of time. Wow. I didn't, I didn't have friends. I didn't have school to distract me. I was doing homework at midnight. Like I just, I was just stuck in my house with my mom. Oh my God. So that's a lot of enmeshed relationships a massive relationship with your mom during that time um so I think slowly things just were coming out about my dad and my mom was always alluding to this and alluding to that and one day I was just like can you freaking just tell me what it is you know yeah and so yeah so one day it was just like in the kitchen or something make an eggplant parmesan my mom just told, kinda you. Timed, told me the deeds. and when she told you were you like were you able to
0: swallow it or were you like eh?
1: Uh I think my heart was my my earth shattered. Right. My reality of the safety of a human that raised me that I loved, um suddenly became a stranger and a creep and a yeah. monster.
0: Fuck. Yeah. Okay, then ha- then moving forward, how did you did you Talk to your dad right after that or were you like
1: it was kind of a tragic thing honestly because i was so told by my church and my mom and people around me your dad's your dad you have to forgive him and i don't know why people just love to forgive so quickly i'm a 15 year old growing girl who just found out like her dad is a predator and and you're asking me to forgive my dad yeah what am i supposed to do I don't even know what it is. I was on Google being like, what is this stuff? Like, wow. people are always like, Emily, you talk so much about sex on stage. And, oh, Emily makes so many sex jokes. And I go, sex uh, defined and destroyed my whole life. Like, well, mul- not really. That's extreme. But, like, my the reason why I love talking about kink and BDSM and, like, sexual freedom and all this stuff is because i think when you don't it creates perversion and with perversion uh creates non-consensual consensual consensual interactions um where people get hurt and so my whole thing is like if i think if my dad wouldn't have been so shield in shame and the church and religion he could have found a safe space to explore these uh, fun kinks of his. Right. And so that's why for me, it's a very intellectual uh, perspective. I'm not just like some female comic that's like, oh my God, choke me. Like I'm not, this yeah. is coming from a very like deeper, deeper place inside of me being wow. 15 and Googling this stuff for the first time. When, when I'm in raised in a religion where like, I'm not even allowed to like kiss boys yet, you know, like yeah, yeah, purity, yeah. purity ring, save yourself for marriage. Oh yeah. my, my father buying me a purity ring when I'm 15 is just like so ridiculous. Did he? Yeah, absolutely. What? We went together. We went to the store together. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: Also, I think that's so brilliant what you just said about, that's why you talk about that on stage. And I'm excited. Like, I'm like, yeah, people need to know that. You're like, this is my, you're like, I'm not doing shock humor, you fucks. <laughs> I'm doing, and then when girls do, you're like, can you just like have a real story instead of, <laughs> but that's that's very interesting. And I guess it's true because, you know, everybody says with people in the church, I mean, I'm not religious. I haven't stu- studied any religion yeah. besides Buddhism. So my dad gave me the book and pretended he read it and he didn't. And then I read it and he's like, oh, I didn't even know what it's about. And I was like, OK, I just anyways, um, I digress to me again. But every time like a joke about people in the church is like, Oh yeah, they're predators. And it is what you're saying. That's such a good and very smart of you to realize that 15 15- by doing research that it's because of the oppression that the church has. And then you don't feel safe to express it. And of
1: course I didn't discover that at 15. I discovered that at like 24. Oh, okay. You're not as brilliant as uh, I thought, but you're almost. No, but I was working my way. No, I had to go through a long, no, at 15 I was like, Oh, this is what all men want. So that was the sad, that was the sad. You just
0: thought all men want,
1: wanted sex. All wanted. Yeah. Weird stuff. I was like, they're all oh, perverted. Because if oh. my own father, yeah. who taught me what, who Jesus was, and art was, and and love, and like camping, and taught me how to ride a bike, like if if this wonderful human who was supposed to keep me safe actually wanted all this stuff and didn't want my mom, who was actually absolutely gorgeous and stunning. Yeah then that means all men are like this. So I started viewing like people's dad. I would look at people's dads and I'd go, what are you actually thinking? I started analyzing men on a very, very deeper level. And it kind of gave me kind of a pervy mind because I started being so hypersensitive about what men were actually thinking and trying to guess like what people were into and stuff. Wow. Yeah, I became like super hyper aware of it. Interesting. So I'd be with my dad and like a hot girl would walk by and I'd just watch him. I'd watch him and see what he would do. And if his body would change, or if he would glance, like it was just like, I was like so interested of like who would he would do.
0: Wow! Yeah. And did you did you catch him?
1: Um, never. I've never caught my no, like glancing? You would never. You would never know. And it doesn't matter, right? If he did glance or not, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, like, like guys. He, yeah, I girls. I stare at, and I do it too. And I go, why do I do it? Like I'll stare at girls. Like bodies and around a guy, and I'll call it out. And I'm like, what am I? Why am I doing it? Yeah. And am yeah. I like, am I trying to make them feel comfortable? Because I'm like, I know what you're thinking. I'm gonna talk about that girl's ass, you know, and how it looks nice. Right. I'm like, I, am I making myself feel more comfortable? But no, but I, I do mean, that I like too. Asses, like if
0: a girl, yeah, if a girl has a nice ass or a great body yeah. or great boobs, I'll be like, yo will look at her. So I think that it. I'm probably doing it out of insecurity. You might, or you just might appreciate a female body, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Like do you, yeah. you might be overanalyzing yourself and now. Pushing yourself to think that, Oh, now you're doing it out of insecurity when yeah. you're just probably doing it because you're, we're animals and you're yeah. attracted to our body, I absolutely, yeah. you know? And yeah. so it's like, you don't always have to put it into that yeah. category yeah. because what you're saying, I do too. You and do I'm like, too.
1: yeah, for sure. Oh. Yeah. See? Yeah. This is why we do comedy guys, because you say the weird thing and then you realize it's not that weird. Yeah. And yeah. feels fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and sometimes I grab their boobs. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, okay, so when, you f- when your mom told you, did you call up your dad or did you cut him out right away? Or what did you, how do you even navigate that as a teenager?
1: Uh, my dad's so uh, passive. My dad's like the most passive person I know. Um, yeah. It's my least favorite part about myself. Um, so odds are we've, Odds are we probably, like, went to lunch, and I probably was like, mom told me, and then he probably was like, okay, and then we probably had a really dismissive conversation. Right,
0: which is why, which is what you said your meals are like anyways. Yeah, oh so it was
1: God. probably like, he probably said, I'm sorry, you know, it's a disease. Um, I never, my dad never thought that his thing would um affect his relationship with his kids, which is insane is it's just selfish it's really sad i mean i know i know i've dated uh alcoholics and drug addicts before who have a kid and and i i look at them and i'm like you think you can hide this from your kids oh, you can go, you you binged, you go home, you sober up. Yeah. They can sense it. Yeah, Your kids will sense this. Yeah, And I just, it's really sad. So I'm just spreading the word to all those people. You just can't separate it. You think you hide things from your partner or your friends. But when you harm yourself, you are harming that energy. And when you show up to places, you're harming the people. They can feel your disconnection yeah. from yourself.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? Mm -hmm. Did you fuckers hear that? (laughs) Okay. Moving on. So now your relationship with your dad, um, he was great up until you were 13. This happened. And now is he still present? Like, what's your relationship like moving forward? Like, where were, how did things progress?
1: It was just like the same. Like, oh my God. God, what a mind fuck. Yeah, it was just the same. It was just the. Uh, my dad and I could probably sit us down uh, at the same restaurant and we might be having the same conversation. Oh my God. Um, I, I eventually got to this point this year. I, I decided to open up. I, I never open up to my dad. He's the only person I don't. F- if you know me at all, I talk about like everything. Okay. Like I'm really bad. You, like, I'm just like, I'm. I'll, I'm foul. We're comedians, like you I, know yeah, what I'm saying. It's I a, do too. Like, it's really hard for me to filter. I don't like yeah, it. It doesn't. Yeah. Make, it makes me feel like I'm not being myself. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what discretion is. Even like when I worked in corporate offices, like I was borderline, but people loved it. Yeah yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, 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 yeah. So my dad, I'm the same. I was really like my dad still thinks. Like, I'm probably, like, a virgin and, like, a good girl. And sometimes he'll say to me, like, this year, Emily, I'm just praying that you find a good Christian man. And I'm like, Dad, you have no idea who I am. So I opened up to him to try to connect. He used to – he came out of the hippie movement in the 70s and did, like, a lot of, like – LSD and uh he like can play the saw with a violin string and like made leather goods and like I was like wow dad you sounded a lot cooler then yeah yeah (laughs) like I always thought in my head I'm like wow mom and dad sounded a lot cooler when they did drugs yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah and so um I told my dad I did LSD and it was a really positive experience and I was trying to connect with him Um, and then he just told me about how I opened the door for demons, very typical Christian response, this type of Christianity. Um, and then, uh, on my birthday, he sent me a letter about my salvation and then included a pyramid diagram of three categories of, uh, essentials that I need to be saved and I, I want you to know, too, like, I went to a Christian college. I have a minor in biblical studies. I worked at summer camps my whole life. I have been the leader in several, church like, small churches. Like, was almost in a cult at one point for eight months and almost got married when I was 18. Anyway, like, uh, my, like my religious. Wait, yes. Sorry. Wait. <laughs> okay,
0: finish your statement, but just, <laughs> okay. I'm going to put a pin on two of those things. Okay. Go on.
1: So, but it's really absurd that my father thought that I don't know these rules, okay? Like, that I have literally read the Bible over 30 times, like, front to back. Like, I studied it every day. Till I was, like, from ages probably 5 to 21, 22. Wow. So, like, the fact that my dad, it was the most, anyway, I gotten to the point of, I was so insulted by this gesture, and I said, um... And um, just there's a multitude of things. And it got to the point that he would call and I would just have minor panic attacks. People have very severe. They're minor like anxiety. It would ruin my day just talking to him. I and, I and I just kept repeating. I was like in my head. I'm like, it feels like a sibling died and my dad killed them. Yeah. And then we never talk about it
0: right absolutely yeah. that is such a good analogy my
1: mom and i bring up the divorce almost every time my mom and i ever hang out for more than two hours we're talking about the divorce i wow. love my mom we talk about everything we yeah just, there's so much to unpack there like um
0: she must love it too though to finally have someone to talk like or like oh, to be able to talk to her
1: kids about it oh yeah she does my mom loves yeah she's yeah ch- ch- she, ch- ch- she, ch- ch- she should come on the yeah. pod she would love it <laughs> <laughs> my mom it's like Diane Keaton meets Rachel from Friends. Oh my God! What yeah. a dream! I know she's so sweet. She like wants to be famous. She was in a web series of mine once, and she goes, "Whatever happened to that web series? Emily, I was really hoping I would take off." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. God! She's so funny. But
0: um, wow. Okay, so oh yeah, you're talking to your mom. Oh, and how we were talking. What were you just saying? Um. Oh, so my dad. Oh, you're, you're insulted by.
1: Yeah. So it just it got so built up, and I. I'm now at the point where I'm realizing I'm dating guys who are similar to my dad. Yes. And, And it's breaking my heart. I'm watching these men cry in my arms, blaming things in their life of why they are the way they are. This is. It's just not attractive. Sometimes I feel like I am a, like a, what's the word? I am like a. I'm running a brothel for <laughs> men to sad find Sad men. For, and they come over, and I cook for them, and I hold them, and I'm like this. I'm like this mother figure you're, that like fix them. Yeah,
0: you're holding like a a addict man addict rehab or like yeah. bed and breakfast. Yeah, but with <laughs> sex included. Oh my God, <laughs> it's like part of the therapy. You're like yeah, you're like a sad man hospital yeah you're giving which them is their n- medicine. it's
1: not good for me though no. either like i i need to take responsibility of like when i partake in that i'm disappearing right yeah i get to like separate from my life and like you know when you're like if a girl's dated multiple narcissists like you also enjoy that like you are you are choosing anyway there's, there's a high
0: yeah. that you get from people like that because they're giving you something back that you didn't get or that you're looking for Mm -hmm. so like if you're whole if these guys are similar to your dad but then they're opening up more and being more honest and crying about their issues (laughs) that's all you've wanted your dad to do oh so then you're getting it from them
1: oh it's hard it's painful and then i'm just like and then i go oh you're so broken and i cannot heal you and And i and i will not do what my mom did i will not yeah and my mom my biggest fear is that i will pair with a partner and not know that they're an addict or know their secrets oh my god because i felt like my mom was she was trapped like she had a, a child with this person and so who is my father and and um and she also like didn't have she gave up her career when she married my dad she was like emily what was i supposed to do like i didn't have so my mom actually started going back to work when i was like seven she's And became a full-time professor because she said she was preparing for my dad to go to jail. Wow. (laughs) Could you imagine? So that's what my mom woke up with every day. She had to casually convince my father so that she could go back to work. But in her own mind, it was because she was like, I don't trust you. One day you're going to do this and I'm going to be ready. So by the time my dad got caught, the last time my mom goes, I'm ready. I'm working full-time. I can pay this mortgage. Get out. Wow. So Holy she had to. Shit. She had to prep herself. She couldn't just leave. She couldn't just take the kids. And what if uh, you know there was a chance at some point that the kids we would go into child protective services? Yeah. Because
0: if she was. If broke. my mom came
1: out too. Uh, if my mom came out about the issue. And right. Like was trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, because that's my question is like, if she the first time she found out when he had to pick her, she had to pick him up. She didn't leave him because she wanted to protect her reputation. In the
1: kid's reputation. Oh, uh, think about it. Okay, so newly married, she's on her second marriage. When you're right. on your second marriage, I think during that time, my mom still came from very like um, conservative views of like like you can't get married more than twice. My mom came from the Catholic Church. Like one time was already enough. She already had one kid with one husband. Now she has two kids with two different okay. husbands. Right. Okay. So okay, my mom's okay. coming from that perspective too of like, what am I gonna do this again? Wow. You know? And then you're coming the Christian perspective of like you, ha- you can't leave him. So she was really encouraged of like, you have to forgive him. You wow. can't divorce your husband. It's technically not an affair. You can't divorce your husband. Oh my so God. So there's like technicalities there. So my mom. Religion
0: had a, is a mind fuck.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Why do you think I'm always thinking of religion is all about not doing things. What can you do to get away with things? Loopholes, justifications, um, I used to think that certain thoughts were sins, and I was going to hell for certain thoughts, so I had to completely control my mind. I used to pray without ceasing like oh I used my. to pray constantly. I'm like, you guys are so stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are like Christian Christians are dumb, and I'm like, that's such so, such an understatement. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's a whole it's a whole religion itself. Just because they dress normal yeah. does not mean they are normal, right? Yeah, we should Christians should have to wear garbs so people go. Yeah. They treat it more like a. It's creepier that that certain Christians are like, yeah, we're just like you, bro. Oh it's my not, God, there's no. a whole thing. But again, I have that joke like for like there's over 130,000 denominations of Christianity, so. Not a hundred thousand, sorry, thirty thousand denominations of Christianity, and then there's over a hundred and twenty strains of HPV. So I don't know which fact <laughs> is scarier. It's my little joke. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my. Okay. Okay. So now, you you guys are going to lunch. You're just doing your normal thing. Yeah. So was he a dad? Like he would still do dadly things with you, or now you just guys going to lunch and having this like surface conversation?
1: My dad became. Extremely service because my dad, unfortunately, when a father loses his child's respect, there's not much power left. Mm. So because my dad, too, was removed from my day-to-day life, he didn't understand, like, when I started going to the movies without parents. He didn't understand, like, when he found out that I, like, was dating somebody for the first time. He was not involved in any type of authority. He had no authority over me he could not ground me right. he could not hit nothing right so my mom was the one i was you know going out drinking coming home at 2 my mom has to deal with my shit right? right i'm screaming at my mom i'm my mom's the one dealing with like all my like rebellious nature and my attitude problems my dad's getting this like really really sweetened version of me as we eat sushi for an hour and a half and I'm just counting down the moments until I can leave wow so my dad is always like it's so tragic like like if you listen to like if my dad listened to this it would break my heart like but we'll get to it of me actually like the conversation I've had with him recently of he just breaks my he's so disconnected from himself yeah that he cannot connect to other people
0: Damn, he's so disconnected with himself that he can't connect to other people. That is some deep, tough shit. And I am putting a pin in it right there. That is part one because this interview, as you can imagine, went on for a long time. This conversation was a big one because there was so much to unpack. So I had to split it up into two. And I'll release it next week. I'm not going to wait two weeks. It'll be up next week. However, if you're on Patreon.com slash Nikki Bond, I'm going to put it up tomorrow on my Patreon. If you can't, wait. So for those of you who pay a dollar a month to support me, you get you get it. You get the free app just tomorrow. You don't even have to wait to the, for the cliffhanger. I'm going to tell you, like, Emily is a bad ass hoe she's not a hoe I'm just like you know as I say that in an endearing way I had no idea that she had this trauma going on or this situation in family history like Emily is such a light lovely fun person to be around like if I'm depressed Emily is like the happy fairy meanwhile this is what's going on behind the scenes She's very advanced. I was like, this is wild. And also to have that point of view about kinks and talking about sex on stage. And I loved that she said that. And I wish more people knew because her way of dealing with her dad's mistakes is to help others, which is why comedy is great. However, I just think that her point of view and her outlook on it is so healthy It's amazing. I'm like, you can pave the way for all the perverts to be non-perverts. Is that too much of a hope and dream? All right, anyways, next episode, we are going to get into the phone call, how she cut him off. It's, you know, very vulnerable, raw, but also educational and admirable. And also, we are talking about how she almost joined a cult and got married at 18. This was a whole other can of worms that I could have talked about for hours and hours and hours. So thanks once again for hanging in there, waiting with me to talk to my dad again and supporting my journey.